Welcome to podcast number two in the Professional Online Presences for Students series from me, Thomas Lancaster, Senior Lecturer in Computing at Birmingham City University. In the first podcast, I talked about Professional Online Presences. These are the series of sites that represent you online, everything from your own website to your LinkedIn and Facebook profiles and all the many other social media sites and different services out there that represent you. Even your profiles review on Amazon could count as part of professional online presence. In the second podcast, I want to talk about the preparation you need to do as part of setting up your professional online presences. And it's important to do this right now because this set of professional online presences is going to stick with you throughout the rest of your life and your career as you move forward. Now, this is a slightly more technical talk than the first podcast, but do bear with me. It's useful, and I hope you can follow along with it. You need to claim your own identity online. That's going to be your brand, so think carefully about what your name is and how you're going to name yourself online. Are you going to use your full name? Are you going to use your nickname? And your web address is really important. By using your name, people can perhaps guess and type that web address in, or at the very least, they can type your name in Google and they can find you. Your name is the most valuable part of your brand. If you've got an unusual name, then chances are your name will be available. If you've got a really common name, then chances are your name won't be available and there'll be many other people working against you. The best name you can choose is your first name followed by your last name as one word. So in my case, Thomas Lancaster. And that's why you can find my own professional online presence at thomaslancaster.co.uk. But if that's not available, you may have to think about alternative ways of naming yourself. And the kind of things people do are they use their initial instead of their name. So I could be T. Lancaster. They may use a middle initial as well, so I could be T.E. Lancaster or Thomas E. Lancaster. They add Mr. or Mrs. to their name, so I could be Mr. Thomas Lancaster, Mr. Thomas E. Lancaster, uh, although in my case I'm Dr. Thomas Lancaster, so it's probably not the best thing to choose if you are going to change your title during your life and you're planning to go on and do a PhD. They might add a suffix. could be Thomas Lancaster Professional, Thomas Lancaster Computing, Thomas Lancaster United Kingdom, Thomas Lancaster UK. So think about the different ways. And you need to find a handle, an alias, which is available in lots of different sites. It will take a certain amount of trial and error to get the right one. If you're already using one, then that's fine. You have to work with that. So for instance, my Twitter profile is Dr. Lancaster because the other versions of my name weren't available but that is something that's close enough that people can associate that with me. And because I have a link from my Twitter to my website, and my website to my Twitter, people can find those all together. You need to own your own domain name, the one with your name there. So in my case, thomaslancaster.co.uk, but I also own thomaslancaster.com. And I own both because it's valuable to me. Who knows in 40 years how many other Thomas Lancasters there will be in the world who all would like to have that, but I'm the one who's owned it. 
and for the very low cost per year of a domain name, you're talking a few pounds, it's worthwhile uh, leasing and renting both of them. And you keep them as long as you want. Uh, it's also because the stuff I do is of interest outside the UK. So the Code at UK part is great because I work in the UK, I'm UK based, people will find me and look for me in the UK, but I'm an academic, I write things which are of interest to people the whole world over, so that's where the .com domain comes in. You may find that you want to work for a company in the United States after you graduate, in which case the .com could be valuable to you as well. I do recommend you register both, so register your appropriate name. So in my case, thomaslancaster.com, thomaslancaster.co.uk. You also want to find the main social media properties straight away, and these are the ones I recommend you grab immediately, or you modify your profile if you're already on them. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. And alongside YouTube, all the other Google properties that go with it, because these will be using the same account anyway, because you have one Google account for all of these. So for instance, your YouTube login, your Gmail login, your Google Plus login, which is their version of Facebook, will all be very similar. I also recommend you join the major sites within your own field and the major forums within your own field, online discussion boards, and you grab a username for those as well. So for instance, within the computing field, people wanting to go into programming would join the programming forums. If you want to become a photographer, then join the photography forums, whatever it may be that's appropriate. But you need to grab your name with all of these as many as possible. There are services to find out if the name you want are available. These aren't recommendations, but some of the ones I've come across include things like checkusernames.com and namechk.com. And they'll give you an idea of lots of sites you could register accounts with. I don't recommend you register every single site out there. There are hundreds of them, they change regularly. You'll be registering accounts and new sites for the rest of your life. But the big sites that come along, which as we looked at were Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and the Google properties such as YouTube, as well as your own website, you do need to register your account with those. So if you check the preferred name you want to go by as available, if it's not, you may have to work slightly differently, but that's just the way it is, because popular names do go, and that will be more of a challenge as the internet progresses. Go to those sites, the social media sites you should be able to register your handle for free. Your domain, you're going to have to go to a domain registrar, there are lots of them out there. You shouldn't pay more than a few pounds, if you do, then you're going to the wrong place. But that will get you the name. Ideally, you also want some web hosting as well. But, if you can't do this, then what you can do is you can register a domain name and then set it to redirect people to one of your other profiles. So that if, say, they typed in thomaslancaster.co.uk, I could just redirect that to my LinkedIn profile. But you do want people to be able to contact you. You want the information about you to be very visible. You need your email address on there, or a contact form, because you want people to offer you jobs, you want them to find you to say I've got this great opportunity for you to come and speak which is one of the things I do quite regularly as a part of my professional online presence even if it's only going to speak for the Women's Institute it's something you put on your CV uh, or even better they say uh, are you looking for a job? Uh, we want to headhunt you so we want to go through that 
you'll also want to register an email account which will go with this and which will be linked to all of these. So in my case I link uh, to my uh, main work email account most of the time but I also own the various email accounts to do with my name. So things like thomas at thomaslancaster.co.uk Now if for some reason you weren't able to get that account but that will come free with your domain name then you can just go ahead and register a Gmail account but again use your name so your name at gmail.com and you can always forward email automatically from one account to another so if you do have lots of accounts you don't need to keep checking them just be careful when you reply that it shows the right version of your email address and you register your social media properties with this new email address as well as the registration, there's another bit of preparation you need to do, and that's thinking about what you're going to display on all of these profiles. And this is where your preparation comes in. You can write one main piece of profile text, which you then just copy and paste onto all of these. And it's perfectly fine because it's information about you that you've prepared. It's not a form of plagiarism to put the same information up because you really want your information about you to be consistent. You don't want to have one view of yourself on Facebook and a completely different view of yourself on LinkedIn. You'll probably already have a CV. By all means, update that first because if you want to copy your qualifications across, just take them from your CV. You don't have to write them all from scratch. So come up with some nice catchy text about yourself that you can write about. You also need some professional photos. Think working photos, not playing photos. So it could be you working at a computer, it could be you giving a presentation, it could be you dressed smartly for some reason. Think about professionalism. Think about the view of yourself you're trying to present to employers. Now employers like to see what you can do, not just read about it. And that's where portfolio comes in. So, can you put up some examples of work you've produced? Now, you do need to check the copyright implications of this because in some cases you do work at a university, you'll find your university owns the copyright and not you, which can be a bit of a shock, but it is fair use to reuse this on your profile. If you can't put a whole essay up, if an essay is appropriate to your subject, then why not just put up the first page of it, showing that you can write well? or even a picture, a screen grab from your computer of the work. Now, essays aren't always the best thing, so think about what you've done that's a bit more visual. Uh, it may be artwork, it may be practical work, it may be a video or even a photo if you're giving a presentation. What else can you do other than just an essay? It may even be a picture of a report you've printed out, even that's more visual than a quite potentially boring essay. Things that can show you can do the job if you're going into a numerate subject, then some of your calculations. You want to be an accountant, show some of the sample accounts you've prepared. They're all part of a great portfolio. Uh, and anything practical you've done is good. So within the computing field, you want to be a web developer, link to your websites. You want to be a programmer, put up a video of the software you've created running, or a screenshot of this. Videos are great. Another thing people like to do is just to produce an introductory video about themselves. So you could just sit in front of your laptop with a webcam or in front of a phone and just speak for two to three minutes about yourself. Just be confident and project yourself clearly, watch it back 
and check it makes sense. And that's really easy to do. You've already prepared the profile text, you've already said a bit about yourself, then you just repeat the same information. Upload that video to YouTube, which will host it for free. It also forms part of your YouTube account, and you can then just embed that straight onto your professional presence as well. Once you've done all the hard work, you've got the text ready, you've got videos ready, you've got portfolio ready, you've got pictures ready, you've registered all the different sites you need, then I recommend you keep a list of all the URLs. It's maybe on a spreadsheet or just in a notepad file makes you save it. And then you link all the different sites together. So your website will have a link to your Facebook profile, your YouTube profile, your LinkedIn profile, etc. And you will just continue to cross-link these. This helps Google to know they're all related to one another and it helps you become more findable in the search engine results when people look for you. And people can go between these. One benefit of having, say, a good Facebook account is that you'll start to have friends add you who are important to your future career. So you want to grow your professional online presence. And this is where all this preparation comes in. In the next podcast, I'm going to look particularly at two sites. First of all, the LinkedIn site used for marketing yourself, and then the Facebook site, which I'm sure you're very familiar with, but the kind of things you can do to prepare these and just get them really spick and span for the purpose of your professional brand and your marketing of your own abilities online. But for this video, that's all the preparation you need to do. Just make sure you work through that checklist, register the accounts, put up the information about yourself and the prepared profile, use a clearly identifiable and findable handle and link everything together and you'll be starting from a really solid foundation to build up a professional online presence which will make it very clear why you are worth taking on and being offered a high paying job to. Thanks for joining me for this podcast and I will speak to you again in the LinkedIn podcast.